series on Christ the First Fruits, and in today's teaching we want to discuss the fact that our Lord Jesus Christ was the firstborn from the dead. Another way of putting it is that our Lord was actually the first one to be born again. And an opening passage of scripture that we can uh, look at today around this discussion is in Acts chapter 2, verse 26 and 27. Um, the scripture says, this is the Lord actually speaking, he says, Therefore my heart rejoiced, and my tongue was glad. Moreover, my flesh also will rest in hope. For you will not leave my soul in Hades, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. And so we've already looked at the fact that when our Lord died on the cross, that he committed his spirit to God the Father, and God had committed his spirit into the lowest pit of hell to suffer for three days and three nights in the heart of the earth for the sin of mankind. But once all of the sin of mankind had been dealt with, death no longer had any legal right to hold our Lord Jesus Christ in the heart of the earth. Um, and so God our Father could at that point begin to deal with his son uh, for his own uh, righteousness that he lived because he lived a sinless life before God the Father. He went down into the lowest pit of hell to suffer the sin of the world. Um, and so God wouldn't allow his son to be down there any longer than was absolutely necessary which is why our Lord said about the Father, you will not leave my soul in Hades, nor, nor will you allow me to, uh, your Holy One, to see corruption. And so after three days and three nights, God the Father was able to deliver his Son from Hades and from death. And we see that account given to us in this passage of Scripture in Psalm 18, verse 16 to 24. This is again our Lord Jesus Christ prophesying through his prophet David. And he says, He sent from above, he took me, he drew me out of many waters, he delivered me from my strong enemy, from those who hated me, for they were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. He also brought me out into a broad place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hands, he has recompensed me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord. I have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his judgments were before me, and I did not put away his statutes from me. I was also blameless before him and kept myself from my iniquity. Therefore the Lord has recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands in his sight. And so when Jesus went down into Hades to suffer for, uh, for the sin of the world, he went down there to suffer for the sin of the world, not because of his own sin, for he lived a sinless life before God. And so once all of the sin of the world had been paid for, one, at the end of those three days and three nights, God could now deal with his son according to his righteousness. And he was a righteous uh, lamb of God. He was the righteous son of God. He never once committed any sin. And that's why Jesus in this passage of scripture tells us that God dealt with him according to his own righteousness. Up until that moment, 
Satan had held the keys of both Hades and of death. God had committed those keys to him as the one who had the power of death. Uh, Hebrews 2.14 teaches us that truth. And so um, Satan had been deceived into thinking that Jesus had in fact committed sin. And thus when he became, was made to be sin with the sin of the world, the um, book of Corinthians teaches us that he who knew no sin was made to be sin, that we through the right, um, that we may be made the righteousness of God in him. So the sin that was placed upon Jesus, for the Bible teaches us that Jesus bore our sins in his body. When that happened in the Garden of Gethsemane, what happened is Jesus died in spirit and he became separated from the life of God. Now when that happened, Satan and his angels were deceived into thinking that Jesus had in fact committed sin and thus he had died in spirit and become separated from the life of God. And so when they took um, Jesus down into the lowest part of hell to suffer the wrath of God for the sin of the world, they took him down under the uh, impression of understanding that Jesus was now going into hell to pay for his own sin. However, he never committed any sin. Satan and his angels did not know that. Uh, the Bible in the book of Corinthians teaches us that had the rulers of this world known um, what was going on, they would never have crucified the Lord of glory. But they were completely ignorant as to what God and his son were in fact doing in that Jesus had taken upon himself the sin of the world. And so they took him down, uh, Satan and his angels, took him down into the lowest part of the earth uh, because Satan as that, at that time held the keys of Hades and of death. They had been committed to him by God the Father. Now, everybody that gets taken down into that location um, is never allowed out. That is the mandate given to uh, Satan as the one who held the keys of Hades and of death to not allow anyone out because God had committed them there for all eternity. And so when Satan and his angels took Jesus down to the lowest part of the earth, they fully anticipated that Jesus would be down there for all eternity to pay for his sin. However, he never committed any sin. And so that is why God could then deal with his son in that place um, as if he had not committed any sin. And so once the the three days and three nights were over and all of the sin of the world had been paid for, God could now make his son alive once again. Um, and so Jesus was subjected to Satan and to his angels for that period of three, three days and three nights. Um, the Bible in the book of Hebrews 2 verse 9 teaches us that Jesus was made a little lower than the angels for the purpose of suffering death for the sin of the world. And so because Satan and well, Satan uh, have had the power of death, he still does have the power of death, um, and held the keys of Hades and of death, Jesus became subjected to Satan and to his angels during that period of three days and three nights. And it was at that time that they were able to exercise control over him, which is why our Lord talks about the fact that God delivered him from those who were too strong for him. They were too strong for our Lord over that three days and three night period because Jesus had then been made a little lower than Satan and his angels for the purpose of suffering death for the sin of mankind. But once God 
Um, once Jesus had paid the price for the sin of the world, God could now deal with his son once again and make him alive once again. And Satan and his angels no longer had any legal right, any power over him because all of the sin of the world had been accounted for. And so there was nothing outstanding there. Jesus had never committed any sin. And so now God could deal with his son according to his righteousness. And he lived a righteous life before God. And so it was illegal for now Satan and his angels to hold Jesus in the lowest part of our health for any longer period of time. And so Jesus could now deal with them according to his own power that he has inherent in him as the Son of God. And so this is what happened. In Revelation 1, 4 to 5, um, the scripture says, John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits who are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. And so when the last sin of mankind had been dealt with in the heart of the earth, God could make his son alive in spirit once again, which is why the Bible tells us that Jesus was the first born from the dead. In other words, Jesus was the first one to be born again. Simple as that. To be raised from the dead and to be born from the dead are two different concepts. Um, for when one is raised from the dead, it means that one's physical body is made alive once again. When one is born from the dead, it means that one's spirit is made alive once again. And so, for, for example, for, for the Christians, when our Lord Jesus Christ returns to the earth, um, our bodies will be raised from the dead. And so we will then be raised from the dead. But when we give our hearts to the Lord Jesus Christ while we are alive on the earth and we are saved, we are born from the dead. We are born again. And so that's the, the, the difference between the two concepts of being raised from the dead and being born from the dead. And so one can't be born from the dead unless one was dead. And so Jesus, being the firstborn from the dead, obviously was once dead. It was during that three days and three nights when he was in the heart of the earth, subject to death and subject to Satan and to his angels. Um, all uh, believers prior to them coming into the kingdom of God are dead in trespasses and sins, and thus we have to be born again. Uh, Colossians 2.13 teaches us that truth very clearly. Uh, plainly. And so just as we are born again, so it is that Jesus Christ was the first one to be born again. He's the first born from the dead, as the scripture very plainly teaches us. Um, and so what then happened when God made Jesus alive once again in spirit in the heart of the earth is that the word that Jesus spoke when he was on the earth in John 10, 18 came to pass. For he said that he had received the command from God the Father that he could lay down his life and he could take it up again. Because that's exactly what he did. He laid down his life for the sin of the world and he took it up again when all of the sin of the world had been accounted for in the lowest pit of the, of the heart of the earth. 
when that happened, Jesus became the first born from the dead. He was the first one to be born again. And he then took the keys of Hades and of death uh, off of Satan. He now holds those keys, the book of Revelations teaches us that particular truth. But very clearly, scripture is very plain about the fact Jesus is the first born from the dead, which also means he is the first one to be born again. We're going to end the teaching on that.